It's one of these keys. I just don't remember which one. He said, partly to his son standing behind him, though mostly to himself as he fumbled with the key ring. His son wasn't even listening anyways. James had his back turned to the door and stood with his hands in his pockets, taking in the warm breeze through his short black hair. The day had been hot and long and very exhausting. Standing here as it finally ended felt very pleasant. He stared up at the large evergreen trees towering over them, contrasting starkly against the darkening twilight sky. James hadn't seen trees this tall in his entire life, and standing underneath them left him quietly awestruck. Ah, knew I'd get it, his father said as the door swung inward with a groan. James turned to get a look into the dark room beyond. He wasn't excited to be here at all, but a hilltop cabin surrounded by giant trees caught his interest. And let there be light, his dad announced as he flicked on the light inside the door. James scooped up his duffel bag from his feet and followed his dad inside. The outside didn't look like too much, but in the light it was clear this place was actually pretty nice. Glossy, dark wood floors reflected the brass chandelier hanging above the high ceiling. Closing the door behind them, James took in the room. While the house was ornate, he could tell this was the home of some old guy his dad probably knew. The walls had the occasional painting of questionable quality hanging in bulky wooden frames, most likely painted by the homeowner. Looking up, he noticed antlers of some poor creature they killed, jutting harshly out from the walls to loom over any visitors. James could have done without the animal parts and amateur paintings, but other than that, the place was decent, with a rustic charm. His dad spotted the hand-carved coat rack on the other side of the door and threw his hat onto it, revealing his silver-streaked hair and thinning crown. This is pretty nice, right? His dad asked gesturing around to the nice accommodations. James only gave a shrug and a nod to this. Whose house is this? James asked. His dad was already shuffling down the hallway ahead of him. Um, I'm not exactly supposed to say. He replied awkwardly. It's kind of the rules for these situations. The glossy flooring continued down the hallway and opened up into a large living room with another high ceiling and exposed wood beams. Floor-to-ceiling windows let in the last of the dim evening light from outside. Darkened tall trees stood a ways off outside the windows. Looking down, James noted the sloping hillside they were perched on, giving them a vista to look out over with rolling green mountains against a darkening violet sky off in the distance. Our mystery host has quite a nice place, James commented, taking in the view. I'll say. I was expecting something a bit more, well... Simple, I suppose. He sounded positive and rather happy for the first time in days, and James noticed this. He now felt a bit guilty for how he was adding to his stress since they left home. Oh, uh, your room is just through that door. He pointed back down the hallway at the first door before the living room. You go ahead and get settled in. I'll drop my things in my room, then I'll get started on some dinner for us. I don't know about you, but I'm starving. His dad dragged his rolling bag to the far side of the living room and down another hall. James grabbed up his bag and lugged it over to the door in the hall and opened it. The room was simple, but nice and clean. 
A small silver chandelier hung above a rustic four-poster queen bed, up against the far wall, and was framed by two thin floor-to-ceiling windows looking perpendicular to the hillside. A dresser with a TV stood against the opposite wall, and a small desk on the far right. James opened the dresser, drawer by drawer, to find each one empty. He thought for a moment of unpacking. Instead, he just dropped his duffel bag at the foot of it and walked away. He didn't want to put his clothes in it like it was his room. As homey as it was, he really didn't want to be here. He already had a home and a life he wanted to go back to. Friends he was missing and family he had mixed feelings for. James was about to sit at the desk and pull out his computer, but at the last second unslung his backpack and put it in the seat instead. A small pain began stabbing him in his lower belly, and all he wanted to do right now was to lay down. Slowly walking over to the bed, his knees and shoulders increasingly began to ache. By the time he made it to the side of his bed, it was as if his joints had been beaten with a bat. It hurt to pull his jacket off over his stiff and aching shoulders, which took a while to remove. Sitting at the edge of the bed, he gingerly kicked off his shoes, wincing at the building pain in his ankles now, too. Changing out of his shorts felt out of the question. Dinner's in the oven. Dad, you're due for another dose now. His dad shouted from a distant room. We've been traveling a lot the past couple days and eating shit the whole way here, so I think you should take it a little earlier than usual. His voice was coming down the hall and into James' room. Upon seeing him, he immediately noticed that he didn't look well. Laying flat on the bed, his skin was looking a bit pale and clammy. Is it starting to hurt? His dad asked him knowingly. Yeah, James grunted out. He just stared at the glittering chandelier above him. How long now? His dad questioned. His pale green eyes looked down the end of his nose with concern. About a minute now. Came on faster this time, he explained to his father, who was now by his side checking his pulse. I was worried how traveling would affect you, he admitted as he checked his watch. Luckily, we won't have to go anywhere else for at least a few weeks while the others sort this damn thing out. He was digging through James' duffel bag by the dresser, but wasn't finding what he was looking for. Damn. Hang tight, I've got some in my bag. And he quickly left the room. It's in my backpack. Dad? James didn't have much strength to shout after him. He had realized too late that his dad was digging through the wrong bag. He had some medicine in his backpack sitting at the desk, and he would have gotten it himself, but the whole room was spinning. Breathing heavy, he started to feel hot and flushed. The bed felt like it was tipping him backwards. James gripped the bed sheets tightly to prevent him from actually falling. He closed his eyes, hoping that would stop the spinning. Instead, it made the whole bed flip upside down, as if he was suspended from the ceiling. He worried that if he opened his eyes, he would fall down into the chandelier reaching up at him. His heart was beating out of his chest, and he was beginning to hyperventilate. The spinning accelerated, flipping him upside down and right side up repeatedly, faster and faster until it abruptly stopped. Dad? James called out quietly. He no longer felt like he was hanging from the ceiling. He was back to lying, spread eagle on his back, 
staring up at the chandelier hanging above him, as it should be. But something was different about the chandelier now. Instead of the silver one he was just spinning around, it was a brass one. He lay there for a moment, taking stock of the rest of his surroundings. The second thing he noticed was that he was no longer laying on his bed, but on the cold, hard floor. Gingerly, he turned his head to the left and noticed the base of the coat rack that stood by the front door. He'd had lapses in his memory before, but he never remembered one where he found himself in a different place. Sure enough, he carefully lifted his head to look towards his feet and saw the front door close before them. As if that wasn't enough of a strange occurrence, he noticed his clothes were different too. Gone were his shorts and striped t-shirt, and instead he was wearing his gray sweatpants and a black long-sleeve shirt. He was still in socks, but instead of clean and dry, they were wet and muddy all the way up his ankles and onto the bottom of his pants. Noticing this, he realized how cold his feet were as he flexed his toes. He reasoned that if he could move his head and toes without pain, then he could probably move other things too. James cautiously got up off the ground, taking extra care in case he discovered an injury somewhere. So far, he felt better than when he first laid down on his bed, however long ago that was now. Coming to his feet, he felt shaky, as if he had just been on a run. That with the mud on his shoeless feet, he knew something serious had just happened. Try as he might to remember, all he could recall was their first night in this house. He knew for now that would have to be put aside. Something else had just happened, and the last thing he remembered was how sick and dizzy he felt lying in bed. And that could have happened hours ago. The house was quiet enough for him to hear the wall clock coming from the living room all the way down the hall. It was also the only other place James could see a small light on. He did his best to quiet his breathing and slow his heart rate as he took a few steps toward the source. The floor didn't give him away with any creaking boards as he crept along. He only heard the slight squish of his wet socks with each step. Looking down, James noticed there were shiny droplets running down the middle of the floor. Stopping to look, he noticed that it ran the length of the hallway all the way from the front door to the living room ahead. His body began to shake as the cold started setting into his skin. James would just have to push past it right now. Why he ran outside without shoes could only mean he didn't have time to put any on. Something urgent drove him outside. Maybe they were finally found. Someone was looking for us. Who was looking for us? James thought to himself. His dad told him they had to stay here to hide from... Well, from somebody. James just couldn't remember who that was supposed to be. All he could hope for now was that he'd either recognize whomever he would see, or at least find his dad who could clear things up for him. Crossing the threshold into the living room, he stood in the dim glow of the lamplight coming from the far side of the room. The armchair resting beside the lamp sat empty. James almost turned away until he noticed a book laying on the floor, its cover splayed open. It lay pages down a few feet away, like it was tossed carelessly. Noticing this, James began to pick up other little things. A cup of tea was tipped over on the side table, its contents dripping into the dark puddle on the floor. His heart rate began to quicken again. Slowly edging towards the chair, his eyes kept sweeping the scene before him, 
looking for any other signs of a conflict. Behind the chair was the darkened entrance to the dining room and the kitchen beyond. Nothing seemed odd about that, until he noticed the same wet droplets from the hallway continued beyond the threshold and into the darkness of the other room. Ignoring the thrown book and spilt tea, James pushed on into the dining room. James edged in slowly, his ears desperately trying to pick up any other sounds that could mean danger. Only the clock continued to make a sound. The only light in here came from the thin curtains closing off the soft glow coming from outside. Everything had a pale blue silhouette around it, helping James make out the outlines of the table and chairs in the middle of the room. The clues continued in here as well. On the table was a vase toppled onto its side, and just like the teacup, had spilt its contents dribbling down the side and onto the floor. James now stood at the head of the table, where he noticed that it no longer sat straight. The end near the window had been shoved towards the kitchen, most likely causing the vase to fall. A chair lay on its side behind him close to the window, like it had been thrown aside. For James, each room was familiar to him, and he walked through each one with the confidence of someone who lived there. The problem was that he couldn't place any memory to them. He and his dad had just arrived there earlier that evening, and he never remembered exploring any further than the living room and his room. Regardless, he somehow knew the dining room was here in the dark and knew many of its details. The table was black in the dark, but if he turned on the light, he'd see it was cherry. The chairs were upholstered to match it. The far side of the room featured a matching sideboard where the finer flatware and dishes were stored, but it was beyond the shadows in the darkest edge of the room. Without any specific memories of it, James also knew that through the other doorway was the kitchen, the same room he now needed to investigate. Standing at his threshold, he froze. The window over the sink didn't have a curtain, so more of the soft blue light was able to fill the room with a cool glow, making it easier for James to see the chaos that happened in here. The knife block that stood on the counter was now on the white tiled floor, with some of its knives out and on the floor around it. The floor was wet and shiny with what looked like water. Further away from James was the metal tea kettle, dented up and on the floor in the corner by the cupboards. James softly gasped and had to steady himself on the doorframe. His whole body flushed with a cold chill. His arms and legs suddenly felt too heavy to lift, rooting him to the spot. The trail ended here. While he couldn't remember anything of these rooms despite knowing them well, he finally saw something he did have memories of. A pair of blue and gray slippers were on a pair of feet laying just behind the kitchen island. Finally finding the strength to move, he took a few steps forward, wading into the now cold puddle, chilling his slowly warming feet again. One deep breath in, and James stepped around the island, only to lose that breath immediately. No, Dad, no, James half-whispered as he collapsed onto one knee. There, his dad lay in the puddle of water that continued under him. He almost tried shaking his dad's leg to see if he'd respond but stopped short when James noticed how pale he already looked. Worse still was his father's face. Some swelling and blood came from his hairline and nose. The puddle his head was laying in was too dark to be water. His dark green eyes began to fill with tears as he pressed his shaky palms into them. 
James's breathing was now fast and shallow as he tried to regain control of himself, but his emotions weren't easy to contain. His father is dead, and he has no idea why he's here or where here is. James looked up at the ceiling as tears kept coming silently to replace any he wiped away. He couldn't take in his father's broken face anymore, so instead looked down at the blue and gray slippers his dad would always wear around the house. He gently reached out and touched the nearest foot and gave it a little squeeze as he shut his eyes tightly. Opening them again, James let go of the foot and sprung up so suddenly that he nearly slipped back down. He hadn't noticed it up until just now, he lifted his left hand up into the dim light from the window to see his knuckles and fingers were caked in what was most likely dried blood. Checking his other hand, he noticed the same thing. Thick and crusted, he spread his fingers to examine them properly. They already felt stiff to move. A sinking feeling began pulling him down from the inside as he started to make an unsettling connection. Pulling his eyes away from his hands, he looked back down at his father's body, but was too afraid to look at his face again and turned quickly to the sink. Bracing himself against the counter, he stared down into the drain as he began to feel physically sick. What the hell happened? Why can't I remember what happened? James whispered into the sink. He turned on the water and began flushing his face to cool off and gather his thoughts. He started scrubbing the blood off of his shaking hands partly to be rid of the disturbing artifacts on them, but also to have something to do while he thought. What do I do now? Can I even stay here? Is there someone else who can help? James just kept thinking of more and more questions he couldn't yet answer. His hands were finally clean, though now red and puffy from whatever violence they were a part of. Running his fingers through his hair while he thought, James looked straight ahead and out of the window. He stopped again, frozen to the spot as he processed what he was seeing. He leaned over the sink to get a better look around at what was outside. The trees and ground were glowing a dim blue of the early morning light. A thin layer of snow covered everything. There, there can't be snow this early. It's only August, James reasoned. He continued staring in pensive confusion out the window as he tried gathering his runaway thoughts. How much had he forgot?